0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to Authentically Imperfect. My name is Natasha and I'm your host for this podcast. Welcome to season two. I am elated to be back here doing something that I really enjoy doing. Life has been lifing, okay? So thank you to those who have taken a listen to season one to those who have shared it out with your friends and family and anyone you think could benefit from what it means to journey through living in authentically imperfect life please be sure to like share subscribe share this out with those, like I said, who you feel could really benefit from this. Um, one of the things, one of my heart's desires for this podcast is that we all learn how to embrace the fact that we're not perfect and nothing about us is perfect. Nothing about us could ever be perfect, And when I say that in the form of perfect, I mean as in we make mistakes, we fail, we get it wrong, we disappoint people, we don't always live up to the expectations or do the things that we're supposed to do. And as I'm learning how to give myself grace for those seasons, my hope and desire is that you also learn how to give yourself grace for those seasons in life and for those times that you have a bad day because you're allowed to have a bad day. Okay, we can't hold it all together all the time. I don't think that's realistic. And truthfully speaking, I really don't even think that is healthy, baby. Let's just learn how to mess it up. You know, when we mess it up, forgive. If we need to forgive, forgive ourselves and then get back on our feet and keep living. So y'all, y'all, (laughs) y'all, I feel like my Southern side comes out a little bit, but today I really just want to share a little snippet of what I got when I was in my, I guess you could say my Quiet time, and what I got to talk about today is when the plan changes. So that's the title of this episode. When the plan changes, baby, baby, let me tell you something. You know how I said life be life <laughs> and and There can be certain expectations that we put on the direction of our life. And truthfully speaking, I'm going to stand here in my authenticity and tell you that I have been struggling with this. I am struggling with this. Even now, as I'm talking to you all, I'm struggling with when the plan changes, especially because I am an organized individual. And so for me, I have a plan inside of a plan inside of a plan and sometimes inside of a plan. Like you know those people that say like, "Oh, she got plan A, B, D, F and H." Yeah, that that's your girl. And guess who came in and decided to disrupt all of the plans that I had made for myself, the big man upstairs. And I was like, sir, that's kind of (laughs) trifling. Yes, I said that. Like, yeah, that's kind of trifling because, you know, I'm sitting up here and I have these things that I desire to do. And there's a trajectory of how I want my life to go. And you mean to tell me that you want to come here and wreck that? wait a minute, baby, no, no, no bueno, like what? And so really the Lord then took me to Proverbs chapter 19 and he took me to the typical verse that we hear about, but I kind of want to break it down Um, in the way that God gave me the revelation pertaining to the season that I'm in. And hopefully my perspective or the perspective of heaven, I should say, um, that he's given me will support, uplift, and maybe help you in that mindset shift as it's shifting me. So I want to start actually with verse... I'm just grabbing it. I want to start with verse 20. And I'm going to read it first in the New Living Translation. So Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20 says, Get all the advice and instruction you can, so you will be wise the rest of your life. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. This thing right here, I want to take it now to the Amplified Bible. And it says, verse 20, listen to counsel, receive instruction and accept correction that you may be wise in the time to come. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. And in parentheses, it says, be carried out. Now, who, I like that the verse preceding verse twenty one. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. In parentheses, be carried out. I really like that the prerequisite to this verse talks about counsel, receiving instruction, and accepting correction. And so, for me, as I've been walking in this season. One of the things that the Lord actually had me do one day and I was sitting in the shower or not sitting, but I was in the shower, I should say. And he said to me, I need you to lay down your ambition now. And I was like, what you mean? Lay down my ambition. I know you lying. Yes, I talk like this with God (laughs) Um, and I'm just, I talk like this with him. So what he showed me was that your ambition is keeping you from allowing my plan to be enacted in your life. And scripture also talks to us and tells us that God desires to bring us to a good and expected end. And so I want to pull that up for us. Um, give me one second. Okay, here we go. So in the King James Version, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Now I'll read it in the New Living Translation. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So going back to me being in the shower, God saying to me, I need you to lay down your ambition. And I looked at him side eye, but he said to me, are you willing to lay down the ambition so that you are able to pick up what I have for you, which is greater than than anything you could ever conceive for yourself. And so in that moment, my fears were confronted. The traumas I had felt were confronted. The disappointment from trying things in prior seasons and those things failing and me falling on my literal face. Those things were confronted in that moment. And literally I felt a, you know how we always talk about a knot in your throat? I felt a literal knot in my throat and I had to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was deep breathing. But you know what, I got to the point that by the end of my shower, I was like, God, I trust you. Because one of the things that God was teaching me about, and perhaps he could be teaching you this as well, is one of the nature of um, one of the characteristics, I should say, of his nature is that he is El Meth, which means that he's the God of truth. And what that means is that because God is consistently consistent, he's the same. Scripture tells us he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is literally the same in his nature. He does not switch it up. He does not cancel himself out. So therefore, his nature is definitive. That is why we can call him the God of truth, because he's a definitive fact. He's not speculative. He's not a question mark. He's fact. So if he says, hey, This is the plan that I have for you. This is the desire that I have for you. This is what I want for your life. And this is what I've promised you. Yes, he will fulfill it. Now, we always talk about the timing of God. And that's, I'm not going to sit up here like I'm the expert on patience because I'm not. That is a test for me (laughs) that the Lord really likes to lay before me is the test of patience. And truthfully speaking, I do believe that there's a blessing even in delayed gratification. And so taking that moment of confrontation and allowing him to usher me into this knowledge that he is consistent and what he wants to lay out for my life, while it does not make sense, he's still going to do what he said he would do. And so here's the kicker. For me, I had certain desires that I wanted to fulfill. And there are parts of me still that feel like I'm behind. And if you felt like that, can I pour some encouragement. It's okay. It just means that there are some things. There could be some idols. There could be some trauma. There could be some pain and things that you may need to be healed from. And what I'm realizing even for myself is that, yeah, I've had some idols in my heart. I've had some ideas that need to be confronted and one of those ideas was, why do you want to pursue these uh, these accolades? What what is your desire? Like, why do you want to pursue these achievements? Why do you want this behind your name? Why do you want this in front of you? And I really, really had to sit down and wreck with reckon with myself. And it was because I wanted to achieve this certain status symbol. And some of it was rooted in selfish ambition. And some of it was rooted in perfectionism. And guess what? Some of it was also rooted in performance and wanting to be that person that was the quote-unquote top performer, right? So even some of this competition, the competitive mindset. And so where I am right now is God is literally deconstructing and breaking down all of the walls, and he's showing me the roots. And so my encouragement to you is lean into the time with him that you have and allow him to speak to your heart because what he will reveal to you, while it may hurt you, and while, yes, it will offend you. I was offended. I certainly was. <laughs> while it may offend you, it is ultimately so that he can deconstruct those ideas, so that you have peace with him and his plan for your life ultimately, and also so that you have peace within yourself. Because one thing that I've also learned about God as he's changed and is changing the plan in my life, is that he ultimately desires that our soul prospers, And that we are in good health. And truthfully speaking, I ask you this question. Do you honestly want to receive or walk out the plan that you had for yourself in the current state that you are? And I'm talking about physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Do you honestly think that you could handle the things that you would have desired for your life if God were to give it to you in this present moment. And for me, no, not all of it. Because the prayer shifted from, yeah, God, give me the thing, give me the thing, give me the thing, to God, where's your heart in this? Is this your your desire for my life? And then constantly putting a lens back to myself and evaluating my motive. You have to evaluate your motives because this heart, this flesh, it is sneaky and it is ultimately deceitful and wicked. And so, yes, God grants us his grace, his love and his mercy And we have to be willing to put that lens on ourselves, not in condemnation, but we have to look at it and say, okay, I see this thing inside of me. Now, God, I give it to you and I welcome you into this process with me so that whatever plan you have for me, I don't mess it up. Now, have you thought about that? Have you thought about, hey, hmm, yeah, God, okay, you said you was going to do this thing, but like, I don't want to mess it up. And then taking the time to understand what are the tools, the methodologies, and the ideologies he's putting inside of you so that you don't mess it up. Because you're going to get there. You're going to receive the thing. It's also a matter of when you're in the thing, when you're beholding the promise, when you're holding the Isaac, are you capable of stewarding that thing well? And also, back to the timing thing, Are you capable of ensuring that you have the time and even the endurance and the strength necessary to steward that thing well? Because oftentimes we negate the principle of stewardship and it does not mean that we're going to get it 100% right. Y'all know me. I had to take a drink of my water, but I have a suspicion and my suspicion is that even when we're holding the Isaac and even when we're in the manifestation of God's promise, right? What he has brought into manifestation, um, I have a firm belief that there is another level of processing that happens even when we're beholding the promise. Even when we're in the promise, we're still being processed. And so that is where I say give yourself the grace to get it wrong sometimes. Give yourself the grace to have a bad day. Give yourself the grace to... Even if you, even if you like blow it up, right? And I've done this, I've blown things up. Now that I look back at it, I could shout because I thank God that I've blown certain things up <laughs> and like annihilated, okay? Like when I say annihilated, I mean, your girl, like, it's like the atomic bomb, okay? I have atomic bombs and stuff in my life, but I'm very grateful that I have looking back at it. But I I say all of that to say, give yourself the grace and give yourself the permission because you're not strong enough to annihilate the plan of God concerning your life. You're not strong enough to um, mess up his plan. You're just not. And in our fecal I guess fecal would be the word in our human minds and in our human intellect and our limited intellect. Sometimes we can think, oh, I've messed it up. Oh, I've ruined it. Oh, I've missed it. But one thing about God is he works in so many different ways. But when he puts it in front of you, you know that it's the thing. And even if you might not know, like, With a hundred percent surety. If you have relationship with him, you will be able to perceive to a certain extent, God, is this your will? Now, even in that, he can take you through some testing, right? Because he could be like, is this my will? Like you'll ask him, God, is this your will? And he'll look back at you and be like, is it? And you like, wait a minute, homie, I'm asking you, is this your will? Sometimes he might just want to walk you through it to test you. But don't be afraid if the plan changes. Don't be afraid if life doesn't go the way that you think it should go. And even for myself, as I'm saying this to you, don't be afraid If you're not as far ahead as you think you should be, because there's a pace and there's a cadence. And one of the greatest revelations I've ever had in this particular season of my life is that there is no end point. There is no arrival point. There is no arrival point. Because truthfully speaking, your actions and your acts can't even get you into heaven. Salvation is free. It is by grace through faith. And that concept, that's another topic for another day. But that was hard for your girl to wrap her head around because it's freely given. So your actions can't even get you into heaven. And yes, heaven is the ultimate goal. But if we're talking about life that we're living on the day to day, there is no point of arrival. It is literally a journey and it has ebbs and flows. You have good and you have bad. You have joy and you have sorrow. You have um, beauty and you have ashes. You have sun and rain. You have so much that goes on in life and the beautiful thing about it is that it is a journey and that journey is lifelong so once again and I'll come for your neck there is no point of arrival and I say that lovingly I will lovingly come for your neck <laughs> there is no point of arrival it's a journey it's life But you want to ensure that because one thing I said to God was I don't want to get to the end of my life or even to certain stages in my life and look back with regret that I didn't do the things that you laid out for me to do or that I didn't follow in the plan that you laid out for my life. And I was listening to this this clip on Instagram when I was commuting home from work on the train and it was so powerful and the man in the video said you trust the conductor of the train to get you home safely. And yes, you even trust the pilot of the airplane to fly you through turbulence and to land the plane safely at the airport. You trust in men. You trust the elevator not to break on your behind. So why is it that you cannot trust your creator whose number one priority is to ensure that all things work together for your good. Okay? Why is it difficult to trust him with your future? And when I tell you that thing hit me like a sack of potatoes, and yes, I'm saying potatoes, <laughs> but when I heard that video, it convicted me. Because I had to take that moment to repent and say, God, I'm sorry for not trusting you with my future. Because at the end of the day, you desire to bring me, as the word said, to give me a future and a hope. Or in the King James Version, to bring me to an expected end. So forgive me. And could it be that you might need to go to God in repentance and say, bruh, I'm sorry. I haven't been trusting you with my future. And not just with the future, but with the day to day. Because some things that I've also realized journeying through this as he's changed my plans is that it was easier to trust him for things that I did couldn't see just yet, but the things that I needed right now that are in front of me because of disappointment, right? Because of disappointment and because of certain circumstances in my past, I wasn't able, I feel this for someone too. I wasn't able to trust that God could meet me right where I was as a loving father who wanted to be present with me in the moment and who wants to ensure that I am safe, not just in the future, but right now. He wants to ensure my safety. He wants to ensure my good health. He wants to ensure um, that I feel loved and supported. He wants to ensure that I know that I am accepted by him. And so he confronted my heart, and this was very recently. He confronted my heart and was like, girl, I care about you right now. I care about your day-to-day. I care about your moment-to-moment. But he's such an intentional God that he was like, I care about your second-to-second and your millisecond-to-millisecond. Here's the kicker. You're nanosecond to nanosecond. Now, for all my math and physics people, y'all understand. But a nanosecond is like a a tiny, tiny unit of time. Like, time is a construct. That's a totally different topic for another day. But the fact that he's so intentional, that he cares about this to the smallest unit of time that is possible, right? Right? Even the smallest unit of time that cannot be perceived by the human experience. He's that intentional about us. And I'm using this example to give you the magnitude of how much and how intentional he really is about ensuring that he knows um, or that we know he is present with us in the day today and y'all got a little preview of the church bell (laughs) that is across the street from me it's great we need to get a compression box but we'll work on that but the intentionality of this whole entire process with God and even this journey with ourselves is that his plan is going to prevail as long as we allow it. And we might not be able to perceive what the plan is. One thing I'm learning is that you will drive yourself bonkers if you try to figure out exactly what it is that God wants you to do in every single moment of your life that's where trust comes in and that's also where you may have to do some work to be free from the clutches of manipulation and from the ideologies of where people told you the things that you needed to be doing trust me I'm walking through that process as we speak. It's interesting, but it's for your good. And as someone who is walking actively, you will feel free. Once you learn how to step into what it means to be an individual person, separate of an, a person, place, thing, idea, Let's just call it separate of a noun. (laughs) That's for my English people. Um, But you will feel free. And as you learn how to step into that individuality, you'll learn how to balance that trust where it's like, okay, God, I know these are the things that you've been highlighting to me. So these are kind of like the little highlight reels. And so where I believe the direction that you're taking me is this. And he will lead you. Because ultimately, it's a heart posture thing too. Remember how I was saying you have to constantly go back and examine your heart? Yeah, it's a heart posture thing about learning how to perceive, or not perceive, but learning how to walk out the plan of the Lord concerning your life. Because if your heart is in the right place, and the right place and the goal is to have a heart that is seated in the heart and resting in the heart of the Father. Further breaking that down, you want a heart that is so enamored with God that it becomes, I don't want to say easier. But that as time goes on, you have such a relationship with him where you're able to discern his voice and what and what he is highlighting to you as a possible area or as the area or the direction or the pathway even that he's taking you. And once again, that comes with time, that comes with process that comes with relationship, that comes with prayer. So three tips, and I'm wrapping up, (laughs) but three tips to lean into God's plan for your life when the plan changes. Number one, fast and pray. Fast and pray. Prayer at its core Is relationship with Christ. It is going to your creator. It is sitting before him. Not as a perfect person, but as you are. I don't care what you did, what you didn't do, how you think you should come to him. Get out of the religious mindset. Be free. Be free. And come to him like he's your creator. Even if you're not able to accept him as father just yet, come to him like he's your creator. Like bruh, you made me in your image and your likeness. And while I'm not in the place where I'm ready to accept you as father yet, I'm here. And I guarantee you, he will meet you at the exact place that you are. I say this to people Even people that God has given me the privilege and the honor to minister to that don't know him just yet. I tell them, come to him like he's your creator. Because he really does love you. He cares about you. And as you grow in relationship with him, it will be easier to receive him as father as he deals with things in your heart it becomes easier for him to receive um for you to receive him as father so pray fast turn down your plate because life once again life can be life and and for me my recent conviction has been social media and the lord literally said to me one day what's more important Social media or me? And I was like, ooh, you definitely more important, my guy. I'm sorry. Click. Sometimes you have to take a fast from life or from things that could be clouding you from hearing him. Because even with social media, everybody wants to be an influencer. And yes, I'm rolling my eyes. You can't see it, but I'm literally rolling my eyes. (laughs) Everybody wants to be an influencer. Everybody wants to be big, baddie, whatever, whatever. Here's the thing. Sometimes you need a break from social media, from other people's opinions and perspectives. And for me, sidebar, I've even learned how to take a break from learning Not that you should not be learning because you will learn if it's one way or another. But what I say learning, I mean, taking classes, reading certain types of books, X, Y, and Z. I love this um, image that my therapist gave me that said, you are not a project. It's okay to take a break. You can take a break. Give yourself permission. I just had to add that in there. So fast. And fasting literally is breaking it down in its simplistic form, turning your plate so that your heart can be postured to receive God and to hear from God and to come closer to him. Fasting causes you to be convicted. It brings you into a place of humility. Trust me, when you fast, One of the first things, I guarantee you, you you might feel it. But one of the first things that's going to be interrupted is your pride and self-righteousness. Because when I fast, I get so convicted. Oh, you're being self-righteous about this. Oh, you're being proud about this. Trust me, it'll hit you. So that's number one, fast and pray. Number two, read your Bible. I'm going to go off for a quick second. David, the psalmist, amen. He said, thy word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. The word, even scripture says, for my people will perish for a lack of knowledge. How are you going to discern the plan of God? God. If you are not in tune with his word. And yes, that is a train, but we're going to ignore it. We're going to keep talking. Go. The word of God. One thing I've heard several people, several ministers, individuals, whatever say, is that God sounds like his word, which is true. Because as I said earlier, he's a consistent God and he doesn't contradict himself. He is consistently consistent and his word is consistently consistent. Now I'm not going to get into the whole apologetics, hermeneutics, homiletics, all of that good jazz. Amen. That's not this type of podcast, (laughs) but (laughs) God's word, what we can stand on is that God's word is truth. And that It's not just a conglomerate and a collective of stories and, and principles and X, Y, and Z. It's, it's so much more than that. It is literally truth. Because if you apply the principles in the right context, emphasis on in the right context, amen. If you apply the principles in the right context, you will see the manifestation of God. It is not the manifestation of self or man. I'm going off on a tangent, I know, but I just had to go there for a second. It's the manifestation of God. His word does not lie. He is consistently consistent. And because the word was given to men by inspiration from God and from heaven, it is ultimately truth. Okay. Once again, when he plans, when he changes the plan, how are you going to discern? If you are not listening. <laughs> I don't care. Listen to the Bible if you have to, if you're like, I am not a huge reader, or sometimes we're on the go Listen to it in your car, but get it inside of you so that as he begins to talk to you, you're able to discern what, what direction he wants to take you concerning his plan for your life. Because you have that Bible, you have that word inside of you. All right. So recap, number one, fast and pray. Number two, read your Bible. Number three, Take your time. I'm going to let that sit. Take your time. Yeah. For me, not always the easiest, but I'm learning. And I give myself a pat on the back. (laughs) Take your time. Taking your time because... Sometimes we can perceive that, oh, this is what God is saying. And we want to jump on it right away. And for me, that has been my bad habit. And then it all blows to smithereens. And I'm like, but wait a minute, you said. And he was like, but sweetheart, did I mean it for this particular season? And I'm like, "Mm, no, you didn't. Okay. All right. Taking your time. One of the most powerful things that I have seen um, and even heard in Revelation and even um, in, yeah, Revelation and in stories um, from people's experiences is the principle of taking your time. And... That principle, like I said, it's not always easy to lean into, right? But it is so necessary because the timing of God, it matters. And sometimes we can go back into seasons of repeat. We can go into places where we are doing a little too much and we're trying to push and we're trying to make it happen but take your time and one of the things that I'm trying to do right now is God actually took me through a literal lesson one morning where he said to me there we go he was speaking to me about the sons of Issachar (laughs) And what I found is that Issachar means his reward will come or there is recompense. And one of the things about Issachar, the sons of Issachar, there were actually two biblical mentions of Issachar, which is, once again, a story for another day. But Issachar, the sons of Issachar, um, they had the ability if you will, to discern times and seasons. And what does that mean? Being able to discern times and seasons translates to being able to recognize when God is bringing something to the forefront of your attention that needs to be done now, or if it needs to be tabled for another time. So if he's saying something to you and you're like, okay, but I don't know. Is this the time? Literally ask him, is this the time? And then he might not give you the answer right away. He surely ain't giving me the answer to a lot of stuff right away. And I'm sitting here like, okay, my guy. Um, Well, in the meantime, I am going to not take on the bread of idleness. And I want to park here real quick because I feel this. Don't take on the bread of idleness, Right. Scripture also talks to us about the fact that the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. And so, idleness can cause us to go into a place of laziness. And one of the things that the enemy wants to do is render us to a place where we are not doing anything because. If we're not, excuse me, doing anything, we're not building up the kingdom. And so you have to be careful. Don't take on the bread of idleness. If you are perceiving that you need to be doing something, do it. And if you don't feel it's the time, then ask God, am I supposed to be reading your word more, studying more, Praying more, fasting more. Am I supposed to be resting? Am I supposed to be like, I don't want to say sleeping so much, but finding rest in you. And finding rest in him is really having peace, getting to a place where you have peace with what he's doing in your life and who he is to you in that particular season. So resting Are you supposed to be resting? But reach into and press into um, recap, fasting and praying, reading the word and taking your time. So I'm so excited for what this season is going to bring. Honestly, it's going to be a journey and we're just going to journey together. Once again, be sure to like, share, subscribe. Please share, share, share. Um, My heart's desire, like I said, is really to utilize this podcast to help shift and change the negative narratives that life can throw at us. That causes us to go into places of performance and perfection. And really exploring this authentic and perfect life that is set before us. But just learning how to journey journey through it like normal people. No, nope, scratch. I don't want to say normal people because nothing about you is normal. Nothing about me is normal. Scratch that. Let's say journeying through life like a extraordinary person who is put here to do wonderful things. We'll we'll stick with that. <laughs> but until next time, I'm your host Natasia Martin and you are listening to Authentically Imperfect. Talk with you guys soon.